Welcome to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue's Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, May the 21st. We hope everyone has had a good week, that you and your families are still in good spirits, that you're in good health and prepared for today's worship service. Here are your updated announcements. Sister Joan Bass's grandson, Nicholas Outlaw, has been released from the hospital after being admitted on last Thursday afternoon for high blood pressure. He is doing much better, and Sister Bass thanks everyone for your prayers. The mandatory face mask requirement while in the building has been removed per the elders. The CDC has removed COVID as an infectious threat. And if you prefer to continue to wear a mask in the building, that is truly your choice and will be honored. The elders commend the congregation for your patience and adherence to the safety measures that were put in place for the safety of everyone. Let's continue to remember all of our sick and shut in, our bereaved families, as well as those who request prayers for traveling grace, Also, remember everyone who you may have on your personal prayer list, and let's be sure that we continue to pray one for another. Join me once again this Wednesday evening as we continue with our new study series titled The Christian and Good Mental Health. This week, we will continue Chapter 1 of the study titled An Overview of Mental and Emotional Disorders. I hope you will join me this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. A hearty good morning to everyone. We welcome everyone here to our morning worship service. Here the Church of Christ meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It is good to be here on this, on this Lord's Day. Even though it is raining outside, it's a beautiful day that God has given us, and we want to thank him for all that he's done for us by reverencing him on this Lord's Day. If you're a visitor, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. We always want to uh, present ourselves in a friendly fashion, so if you are a visitor, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. do have one visitor card, Devin Green. He's a friend of Brother Taylor, I believe right over here. Uh, we're happy to have you with us this morning and hope that you come back and be with us again. As a reminder, you know, make sure your cell phones are cut off or on silent. We do not want distractions during our worship service, so make sure that your cell phone is off or on silent during our service. No food or drink is allowed in the auditorium, so we appreciate all food and drink outside of the auditorium. And mask, as of this day, is still required. Mask required while you're here in the building. Our announcements. A happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there on this day, Mother's Day. Uh, Always a mother's love is unconditional, and we appreciate the love and devotion that mothers give to their families. So a happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Good to see Sister Deborah Green that she made it back to Tennessee from Alaska. She didn't take us with us, so we're glad that you came back. (laughs) Good to have you back. Hope that you enjoyed yourself while you were out of town. 
Sister Connie's uh, also on that note of Mother's Day, uh, there are treats in room number eight, which is across from the restroom for all mothers. There are treats in room number eight for you to take with you after service today for all mothers. Mothers, okay? <laughs> mothers, okay? Mothers, okay? After service today. Sister Connie Spence uh, is expected to be released from rehab facility tomorrow, that is Monday, uh, and she is doing very well, and thanks be to God for that. She will be staying with her sister, Sister Patricia Keelan, while she is recovering for a few weeks. So she is still accepting phone calls, so you can still call and check on her, and she is thankful for all that we have done and that you do for her, for her recovery, and very thankful to God that she is able to be scheduled to come home. Let's keep her in our prayers. <clears throat> Brother and Sister Kentz uh, are visiting today, along with Brother and Sister White. That both of those families are visiting today. <clears throat> our Bible classes, church, we want to remind all uh, of our Bible classes on Lord's Day at 9 a.m., we encourage all to be a part of our Bible classes, and on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and also 7 p.m., if you would be a part of our Bible classes, we appreciate the teachers for their longevity and their commitment to teaching God's Word. If you are unable to get out on Wednesdays, we have the conference Bible class also at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesdays. Church, uh, we encourage everyone to, uh, let's, let's be on time for our worship service. Uh, you know, we, we can make it on time when we want to be on time. So let's encourage all to be a part of our Bible classes. Our, our announcements, this is our announcement period, and we're not going to uh, take additional announcements outside of the announcement time. So if you come in late, church, and you just have an announcement, that will be announced next Lord's Day. Let's do things in a timely and orderly fashion. So if you have an announcement, church, get that announcement in so that I can review it, whoever is doing the announcement, so that we can review it uh, and then be able to announce it during the announcement period. Uh, but let's try to make that, that constant effort uh, to give Lord our best and our respect. Let's try to be on time, church, for Bible classes and worship services. Remind again, announcements only in the beginning of service. We are lifting the face mask mandate starting next Lord's Day. So no face mask required starting next Lord's Day uh, since the CDC has released it. Uh, and it is getting wet, uh, much warmer and the disease itself has dropped dramatically. We are also going to lift this here at Lawrence Avenue starting next week. If you prefer to still wear your mask, that is your choice. Uh, obviously, that is your choice. Won't be anything said. Don't ask anybody, why are you still wearing your mask? They choose to. Okay, so if someone chooses to still wear that mask, that is obviously your choice. But as far as being mandatory, it will not be next Lord's Day and from that point on. <clears throat> Doesn't mean that we don't continue, that we don't need to, to be continued understood that it hadn't went away. Okay, so we still need to use precautions and necessary measures. 
Church, we appreciate all who worked uh, last week for the uh, appreciation ceremony for Brother Rob McLean. It was an electric day and just appreciate all the men and women who worked so faithfully hard uh, to do that. He was very touched uh, by your thought and your kindness. It was truly a wonderful day last week for the appreciation ceremony. And with that in mind, a card that reads, the world's a whole lot better place because of people like you who bring so much happiness with the nice things that you do. And with your recent thoughtfulness still very much in mind, this is meant to bring a thank you of the very warmest kind. Your love, your cards, your gifts, and kindness was so overwhelming, it touched my heart, uh, Brother Rob McClain. And we thank you again for all that you did on his behalf and thank him for the longevity and stability that he has given to Lawrence Avenue. Also, from the Bostick family, on behalf of the late Sister Rhoda Bostick, I want to express, uh, I want to praise God for letting my sister and I have our mom for 84 years. Uh, and also thank God for uh, my mom. I want to take a moment to thank you for your service at Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ. I know how much time and energy and love you put in this ministry here, and it was such a blessing that you have taken care of my mother. Also, thank you so much, uh, Brother Phillips, Brother McLean, uh, Brother Trenton, Brother Spivey, uh, Brother Moore, uh, Brother James King, Brother Ernest Davis, uh, and Sister Campbell, and Lawrence Avenue family. Uh, and also, don't forget, well, she mentioned, don't forget to use hot sauce. Uh, but this, <laughs> I meant to scratch that out. I forgot. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much uh, from Janice Riley and Karen Bostick. Uh, and that's a beautiful thought uh, of how our expression of love have touched their family. Uh, good job, church. Good job. Our order of service. Singing this morning, Brother Micah Jackson, and we're glad that he's with us since school is out. Good to have you with us back, Brother Jackson. Again, singing, Brother Michael Jackson, scripture read in prayer, Brother Tyrone Moore. Our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Darnell Felton. And a closing prayer, Brother William Carruthers. Collection this morning will be taken up by Brother Tim Jones and Brother Trenton Moore. We thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare for our morning worship service. Good morning. Good morning. Our first song this morning will be taken from page 200. That is page 200. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Page two zero zero. All found. Let us all sing. 
Hallelujah, praise Jehovah, from the heavens praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the highest, all his angels praise proclaim. All his hosts together praise him, sun and moon and stars on high. Praise him, O ye heaven of heavens, and ye floods above the sky. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Let them praises give Jehovah. They were made at his command. Then forever he established. His decree shall ever stand. From the earth, O oh, praise Jehovah, all ye floods, ye dragons, all. Fire and hell and snow and vapors, stormy winds that hear him call. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. Glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. All ye fruitful trees and cedars, all ye hills and mountains high. Creeping things and beasts and cattle, birds that in the heavens fly. Kings of earth and all ye people, princes, great earth, judges all. Praise his name, young men and maidens, aged men and children small. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Our next song will be taken from page 833. That is page 833. Ring out the message. <clears throat> page 833. We will be seeing the first and the second verse of page 833. All found. 
Let us all sing. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out the word or land and see still far from Jesus many live in sin and doubt ring out the news that makes men free to all the lost of every nation ring it out tell the world of saving grace make it known in every place ring it out ring it out help the needy wants to know him from whom all blessings flow ring it out Ring it out, ring out the word or land and see. Still far from Jesus, many live in sin and doubt. Ring out the news that makes all the lost of every nation ring it out. We'll now be led in scripture reading and prayer. This morning, scripture reading will be coming from Hebrews, the second chapter. Verses 1 through 4. That is Hebrews, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. And it reads, Therefore, we ought to give the most more honest heed to the, to the things which we, lead, which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began, began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Verse 4. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. I read unto you 
Hebrews, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. Now we'll be led in prayer. Most glorious and all-wise, mighty God, our heavenly Father, you're such a, a, a wonderful God, the God that knows and sees all things, the God that giveth, and the God that taketh away. Blessed be thy name. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for watching those while we slumming and slept last night. To wake us up to see us this beautiful day, Heavenly Father. Although it's raining and cloudy, but it's still a beautiful day. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for allowing us to be able to breathe your fresh air. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the exercise of our mind, body, and limbs. And we pray, Heavenly Father, we do not take these things for granted. Heavenly Father, we want to remember those that are less fortunate, those behind prison walls, justly and unjustly, those on the bed of affliction, those on live hospice facilities, nursing homes, rehab facilities, emergency rooms, intensive care units, mental institutions, and all rehab facilities all over this land and country. We pray, Heavenly Father, as we go through this day, go through this life, that we strive to put our minds on things heaven above, not things on this earth. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we be evangelistic people at all times, that we may be able to help lead someone to thee before it's everlasting and turn too late. We pray, Heavenly Father, also for those that don't know thee and the pardon of their sins. We pray, Heavenly Father, you will allow them a space of time that may come to the knowledge of the truth before it's everlasting and turn too late. And Heavenly Father, we know, you, and you know, Heavenly Father, your, your, your son's body is being hit from all sides. And we just pray, Heavenly Father, that we that are trying to remain firm and strong in your word, that we do so and give all praise and honor to you. Amen. We're praying, Heavenly Father, for those that are doing mission work overseas especially. And we just pray, Heavenly Father, you grant them all the things they stand in need of also. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those that are visiting with us this morning. We pray, Heavenly Father, there will something be said that we may help someone along the way. We pray, Heavenly Father, also for the one that's going to stand before us shortly. We pray, Heavenly Father, you will bring things back to his remembrance that he has studied, that he wanted to present to us of your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, also for those that are in government, those lead, making laws, those are enforcing laws. We pray, Heavenly Father, they may lead, that they may make laws for all and not just for some. We pray, Heavenly Father, they may enforce laws and not just for some, but for all. We pray, Heavenly Father, as we go through this day, go through this life, that we strive to put a mind on things heaven above, not things on this earth. We pray, Heavenly Father, that what we hear today and what we have studied your word, that it may make us better today than we were yesterday. We pray, Heavenly Father, for each individual here this morning. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we love as thou love, that we be a forgiving people as thou art a forgiving God. Heavenly Father, we pray for all these things and many other blessings and favors. It is in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be taken from page 421. That is page 421 for the song of invitation. For the message this morning, we'll all notice page 572. That is page 572, Send a Light. We'll be singing the first, second, and third verse. 
That's page 572. All found? Let us all sing. There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless wave. Send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light, send the light, and a golden offering at the cross we lay. Send the light. Send a light, send a light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send a light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us pray that grace were everywhere abound. Send a light, send a light, and a Christ-like spirit everywhere be found. Send a light, send a light, send a light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send a light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Send a light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine Morning. Morning. Are you glad to be here? Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Once again, are, are, are you glad, truly glad, to be here yeah. this morning? Well, you should be, because after the world has beat us up the previous week, after all the trials and the turmoils that Satan has tried to put us through the previous week, God has now given us a, a place of refuge. He's given us a place of peace to come into. And we ought to be happy this morning that as a new day broke, the God of heaven that does all things well has once again looked down from the coast of heaven, still finding favor in us, has given us another opportunity to work out our soul's salvation, and to worship him as he has commanded, that being in spirit and in truth. So once again, are you happy to be here Amen. this morning? I want to continue on with our, with our series on spiritual 
maturity. And I'd like to use for a, a topic this morning, drop anchor lest we drift away. Drop anchor lest we drift away. And I want you to, to picture this morning, if you will, you're sitting in a canoe. It's a nice sunny day and you're just kicked back. And you got a nice soft current just coming by. And you're just sitting out soaking up all the sun in that canoe. But even though, church, that, that current may be subtle, if you don't pay constant attention and you doze off for a little while and you wake up, you can be astonished at how far You've actually drifted away from the shore. And when you realize where it is that you, that you are and, and how far you have drifted, you can try to make some, some corrections. You can try to paddle fast in, in the opposite direction. But even though you try to make those corrections, sometimes it can be too late you can still run into some rocks. You can still run into some bushes on, on the side. And if you're not careful, before you know it, you've gone over. The you've gone over. The a little bit of drifting and a little bit of current can take you a long way from the shore of safety in Christ Jesus. So we gotta be sure that we don't drift away. I like sometimes to watch Vanderbilt when they have a home football game. And before the game starts, somebody will run out there and they have this big anchor and they'll say, drop anchor. As a mature Christian, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be able to drop anchor in Christ Jesus. Because, see, when we drop anchor, it's going to hold us in place. It's only going to let us drift a little bit, and it's going to say, oh, come on back here. That's what the word of God will do when we get to a level of maturity. When we see ourselves drifting, we should be able to examine ourselves according to the word of God and say, oh, ho, 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 I'm getting too far from the safety of the shore. So in our scriptural text this morning, the author, some say it's Paul, some say it may not be Paul, but, but he's going to address the issue of us drifting away. So let's look at our scriptural text once again. It says, now, therefore, that therefore, as we know, always runs us back to something previously, and it runs us back to chapter 1. And so it says, now, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. So we said, now, if we don't give heed to what we've heard previously, then it stands to reason that we may possibly begin to drift away. 
For verse 2 says now, For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Verse 4, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So what the author was saying was he, he was really concerned about the spiritual well-being of those that he was talking to. He was concerned about their being able to grow spiritually. And that's what we are are, are talking about here. We started last week and we're talking about spiritual maturity. And his concern was that they did not drift back into Judaism. Our concern here this morning and today is to make sure that we don't drift back into the world that we don't drift back. Now, some crank up their motor, and they don't, they don't drift back. They speed back to where they were. But the author here is letting us know that, that sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be that fast. If you're not careful, you can just drift back slowly. And so he wanted to make sure <clears throat> that he addressed their, their spiritual growth. He wanted to make sure that they were able and they saw the necessity of dropping anchor in who Christ was. And so he did this in two ways. He began to, to go back and he was emphasizing the superiority of Christ. The superiority of Christ. And he did this through a, 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 a series, if you will, of exhortations for them to remain steadfast. Remember we talked about last week how he was saying there are some things about this that, that, that I want to tell you about, but I need to digress because you are dull of hearing. And so this is one of those things that, that, that we're going to have to, to understand if we're going to be able to get past those rudiments of the first principles. So he's saying, I've got to explain to you the superiority that Christ was superior to the prophets. He was superior to the angels. And he was saying, now, if what they said to you was important and you needed to take heed, how much more important is it going to be that you need to take heed to the Son of God? For he is far superior. And then he says, now, if you don't understand this, then there is the danger of you drifting away. So what I want to do this morning is I want to make sure that, 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 that we don't step into that boat that we don't get into that boat of complacency and we begin to drift away. Because it can happen. You know how if, if you're on your job and you have someone that's, that's, that's full of energy and they want to tackle every project and you have those that are just sit back and say, go ahead, let them, mm -hmm. let them do that. Well, the same mentality, church, 
is in the church. You have some that will sit back, and if they could buy a one-way ticket to heaven based upon your work, then they would. But the Bible says that we need to work out our souls and our own salvation. The danger in drifting is, see, sometimes you can't notice the pace at which you're drifting. You're just there. And see, and the thing about what the author is saying here in your drifting, you're drifting away from a place of safety. It, 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 it fascinates me when people leave the body of Christ and they expect their lives to get better. And the only analogy that I can think of that will equate to that is I can't swim. I fall out of the boat, you throw me a life jacket, and I'm going in the opposite direction. See, Christ has thrown out the lifeline, but so many want to drift in the wrong direction. But see, there are some things that I want us to, to look at this morning that will show us how we can drift away. There are some currents that we can run into that will cause us to slowly drift away. So, I know what you're thinking this morning. <laughs> you're saying, Brother Spive, I've been a Christian for 20 years. That can't happen to me. Mm. Yes, Corinthians begs the difference. First Corinthians 10 and 12 says, you know what? You need to take heed. Because at the moment that you say it could never, you're already drifting, church. You're already drifting. So don't let Satan fool you into a position of complacency and you think it can never happen to me. Church, these pews used to be filled. So somebody's mind was changed somewhere along the line that this is not where they need to be. Remember the Bible says, now if you don't know any better, you can be tossed to and fro by any wave of doctrine. There are some members that used to be here. And they heard some things that, that, that fancied them. They heard some things that tickled their ears. They didn't want to adhere to the word of God. And before you know it, they had drifted away. And see, sometimes pride can keep you from coming back home. But the author says you need to be careful because you can drift away. Now, when it comes to us drifting away, the danger is, church, that we're not just drifting away from anything. We can drift away from our salvation. Mm -hmm. Salvation is, is most important. Because, see, it's through that salvation that we have the hope of making heaven our home. But now the Bible says that, that I can neglect that salvation. The Bible says that I can depart from that salvation. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Hebrews that I can also fall away from that salvation. But the danger here is, Brother Ernest, and, and, and can we look at, as a group here, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27. 
This is the danger of drifting away too long. You for, got it, bro? For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, mm -hmm. there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, mm. but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. So see, it's, it's possible, church, for us to drift and drift and drift to the point that when we look around, we're lost. I know where I came from, but, 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 but somehow I don't want to put forth the effort to get back. See, it's easy just to drift. Yeah. But it takes some effort to get back. And see, that's why it's hard sometimes when people leave. It's easy to walk out and say, well, I, I'm never coming back to Lawrence Avenue. That's the easy part. But the hard part is to get on your knees and say, God, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. You remember the prodigal son? Give me what's mine. And I'm going to take it, and I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And he'll let you do that. But then thanks be to God that when he hit rock bottom, he said, you know what? I had it far better yeah. in my father's house. And see, sometimes you can drift to the point that God will let you hit rock bottom mm -hmm. in hopes that you will say, you know what, I need to put forth some effort, turn this thing around, and head back home. Yes. But yes. see, sadly enough, hmm. you may not have that much time. Yep. Yep. So we need to pay the more earnest heed that we don't really drift away. We got to pay close attention, church, and make sure that we don't drift away. The author, church, wanted us to know that, that back in the Old Testament, when we say the Old Testament was for our what? It was, it was for our, our learning. It revealed some things that were to come. And he said, now, in those times, he spoke to us through the prophets. He spoke to us through the angels. But now we have a, a high priest in the order of Melchizedek that, 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 that's higher than the angels. He's higher than the prophets. The Bible says now he, 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 he is superior to the prophets. He is superior to the angels. He has been appointed heir of all things, church. He is the brightness of God's glory. He is our sustainer. He is our redeemer. He is the firstborn. God has enthralled him and God has anointed him. And now he is seated at the right hand of God, making intercessions for us. He is far better than the angels, far better than the prophets. And so what he's saying here, church, he's saying now, how can we neglect a greater salvation? He said, now, when the prophets spoke to you and you didn't adhere to what they were saying, there were some consequences. When the angels spoke to you and you didn't adhere to what they were saying, there were some consequences. He's saying because now the word spoken through the prophets, the word spoken through the angels, the Bible said it was steadfast. Mm 
It was firm. It was something that you needed to adhere to. And if you didn't, there were some consequences. Mm -hmm. So he's saying now, how in the world do you think that if you don't obey, if you don't hear what the Son of God has to say, mm. and I ain't far superior to the other two, then how can you escape the punishment for what he's saying? Amen. How dare we neglect it? And it's not that, that God makes us hurt. The choice is ours. Remember how we said before, we talked about last week, they had become dull of hearing. It wasn't a congenital condition. It wasn't a genetic condition. It was something that they brought about on themselves. I don't want to hear the word of God anymore. It's boring. It doesn't fancy me. It doesn't make me feel a certain way. Well, if the word of God needs to make you feel a certain way, then you're in the wrong place. Because he's already filled you up. He's already indwelled you with the Holy Spirit. So any feelings that you get should come from him. We don't need anybody to be up here dancing across the stage. We don't need a guitar and a drum to make us feel good. Just being here in the company of God should be enough. Man, yes. Oh, you didn't get anything out of service today. What'd you put into mm. If you come here with the expectation of being entertained, you're never going to live fulfilled. Because, see, we come here to entertain the Father. He's in the audience. So if you come here expecting to be entertained, you're in the wrong place, church. And see, that's why we get visitors sometimes. And that's it to the singing? Yeah. That's it. But, but, but there was no one jumping up flipping yeah, that's it. We're not here to entertain you. No circle. And so to get to that level, church, we're going to have to reach some maturity. Uh-huh. We're going to have it take some time to get to that particular level. And so this is what he was trying to get them to see. And so then he goes on. And, and, and I can hear them asking him now, well, you know how we do. Well, what proof do you have that what he's saying and what you're saying is true? He said, well, you know, the word was spoken and it was confirmed by the apostles. He said, now, there were some people there that were eyewitnesses to what was going on. He said, now, it, 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 it was also confirmed by God himself. In our scriptural text this morning, it says what? That God himself, he, he, he confirmed this now through, through, through signs and, and wonders and, and miracles. And then even the Holy Spirit tagged along. And he said, with gifts according to his will. So how can we question 
what it is that Christ is saying. But you know how we are, church. Well, you know what? You know how we say, well, who said that? We'll tell everything that somebody else said. We'll tell everything except for what God said. We want to gossip about everything except the gospel. How do we start most conversations, men? Man, did you see the game last night? Hmm? Now that's okay, but once you get that foot in the door, somewhere during that conversation, he's got to come up. Even if when you end, you just say, God bless you. Got a lady at work, I said, how you doing this morning, ma'am? I'm blessed. Boom. My thought path changes then. So am I. Doesn't take much. But somewhere during that conversation, he's got to pop up. That's the maturity that I'm talking about, church. If you're going to talk about everything else, you got an app, I bet, for everything on your phone. And the least used app on your phone, I bet, is your Bible. You scroll right past that. Facebook, there you go. I wish one day you'd go to use Facebook for something and somebody else's face would just pop up and say, how you talked about me today? I know we don't know what it looks like, but I wish it was just an image would pop up and say, have you talked about me today? And if you said no, he'd lock you out of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But how can we look at what Christ is saying throughout the scriptures and neglect it if we know who he is. And so the author goes on, he says, now, if we don't listen to what he has to say, then we can lose our salvation. Now, the funny thing about losing something, church, is this. If you don't place any value in it, you're not going to try and find it. Remember the lady in the Bible that said she lost, what, two pence? And she turned the house upside down until she could find it. What if we did the same thing about our salvation? I'm going to turn this house upside down until I find it. But see, as I said before, if you don't put any value in it, you're not going to try to find it. So when I drift away from it and I see it from a distance, it's too much effort to get back. But if we understand, as a mature Christian, if we understand the importance of salvation, then we should value it more. When we think about our salvation, it was through that salvation, church, that we had the forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to lose some weight, mm. lose it in here. Because see, Satan will give you a whole lot of stuff that will burden you down, make it hard for you to get where you want to go. But once you go down in here, you come up not only a new creature, but you got a new walk. You got a new outlook on life. You lost some sin. She changed your walk, church. See, they had a little felt to your step. 
when we lose that salvation, we lose all the power that we have through Christ Jesus. See, I can't do anything apart from him. I've got to abide in him, and then he abides in me. But when I step away from him, I can't expect to do anything. And when I walk away from my salvation, I'm walking away from him. And how can I expect my life to get any better? When I lose my salvation, it's like me saying, Father, I don't need you anymore. I'm a big boy now. I've got my pull-ups on. I don't need you to train me anymore. When I walk away from my salvation and I drift away from it, I drift away from the peaceful conscience that I have of knowing that I'm in good favor with God. How can I drift away from him? How can I turn my back on him and expect him to look at me in the same light? When I lose my salvation, I lose my hope for eternity. How can you look at yourself as a child of God and not want to make heaven your home? It's like going to work every day and you telling them, don't even give me a paycheck. Hmm. If you are a child of God, your primary motive should be to make heaven your home every day. Instead of me drifting away, I should be dropping anchor. I'm adding weight every day to this anchor to make sure I don't drift away. I'm taking links out the chain to make sure I stay right in place. You know, Back in the days of old, the children of Israel didn't adhere to what the angels mm -hmm. had to say. Mm -hmm. It took them 40 years hmm. for a journey that shouldn't have taken nearly as long. They murmured. They complained. It would have been better if we just stayed in captivity. Sadly enough, church, when you leave the body of Christ hmm. and you go back into the world, that's what you're saying. It was better for me in captivity of Satan than to be over here with the hope of making heaven my home. But you know, there were grave consequences with them not listening. Hmm. They didn't get a chance to enter in mm -hmm. to the promised land. In our scriptural text, it says, now, how can we, how can we neglect it and then expect a great reward? See, if we don't listen to what Christ has to say now, that great reward is our, is our hope of making heaven our home. And if we don't listen to what he has to say, we are forfeiting that opportunity. Now, I know the writer says in John, he says, now, there are, there, there, there are many rooms. <clears throat> many mansions, excuse me, <clears throat> in my father's house. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now, he's gone away to prepare a place. 
But now we still got to put the down payment. We got to put the down payment down to get our name written in the book. Because see, you can't just show up and say, well, I'm here. What'd you say your name was? I never knew you. you. What you need to do is, is go back out this door, catch those elevators, all the way down to the bottom floor, and there'll be someone there waiting for you. If we neglect what he has to say, Jerry, how can we expect to get that reward? And see, and once we step into this canoe, we begin to drift. And the currents come by. And the first current that comes by is the current of time. Because now the Bible says now, we are not to grow weary in doing good. Not grow weary in doing good. And I was talking to one of the brethren this morning, and, 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 and what I walked away from that conversation and what I took away was this. No matter what the circumstances are, God is good. And see, God works on this, church. One of my things is patience. I don't have a lot of patience. I'm still working, Sister Moore. I'm still working. God is still working on me. And I've turned a new page, and God is still working. <laughs> Every time I turn a page, it goes back to patience. But time, church, can make us lose some of that fervor that we have. You know, over a period of time, we, we stop having the desire to wanting to press forward. Oh, you know, we gonna, it's just going to be the same thing Sunday when we get there. Same old thing is going to be there. So, I mean, you know, th there's no point in me really putting forth a lot of effort in this. And then you're beginning to drift. The next current, if we're not careful, will be the current of familiarity. You know, God's word just becomes commonplace. It's just something that I look at like on YouTube. You know, it's just something that I'm, that I'm casually reading. It becomes a novelty to me. I can read something, and I take it for granted. I say, well, you know, God's taken care of me for so long. He will continue. I don't have to do anything. But, church, we got to put forth an effort into what it is we're doing. And if we're not careful, we can drift to the point that where we get to, like the Ephesians, when the Revelation writer says, you know what, we have left our first See, drifting can cause you to lose your first love. And that first love should always be a special love. And so when I drift away through complacency, church, it's dangerous. But then if I'm not careful, if I drift a little bit further out, then I run into the currents of society. Where society says, you know what, um, they're doing this over here this week. Why don't you come on over here? I mean, you know, you don't have to stay long. And then when you, when you get in there, you hear something. 
And it sounds, it sounds good to you. It, it makes you feel good. It tickles your ears. But even though you get an emotional response, you got to be careful because it is not based upon the word of God. And so then, those things, church, can slowly move you away. Brother Ernest, can we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 and 3? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You ever heard anybody say, I just can't understand this? I, I mean, I can't understand it. See, sometimes you don't understand because you don't want to understand. Because when I get an understanding, I can no longer say, well, you know what, I, I, I didn't fully understand that. And that's why there's a difference between foolishness and ignorance. And the Bible even says at one time God winked at ignorance. But now he commands everybody to repent. So see, you can no longer say, well, I, I, I read that verse of scripture, but I don't understand it. The Bible says, ask him for understanding and he'll give it to you so see if I don't do that then Satan comes in there and Satan cranks up that motor and before you know it you're not drifting you're just speeding away hmm. but the biggest current of all church is is when it comes to our flesh because see the war is not only on the outside it's on the inside as well. And the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, if that's the case, then my thinking should be in tune with Christ. But see, when I don't renew my mind daily with the word of God, see, Satan is still hanging on. You know how we talked about, I can have all my Christian attire lined up front, but somewhere way in the back, Satan's got his best suit hanging. And you leave it there because you know every once in a while you're going to let them back in. But see, we got to be careful, church, because, you know, this old body, this old flesh can sometimes get us and do some things that are contrary to the word of God. Brother Ernest, can we get Galatians chapter 5? Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. There's a war that's raging within our bodies, church. This I say then, walk in the spirit, mm -hmm. and ye shall not fulfill <clears throat> the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after the spirit, against the spirit, mm -hmm. and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye had led other spirits, you are not under the law. So when I'm led by the Spirit, I've dropped my anchor, church. Mm -hmm. and the, last, the last current that we get caught up in sometimes is the current of our day-to-day -day living. Yeah. 
Sometimes we say, I just don't have enough time for this. But when we prioritize things within our day, church, Christ should take preeminence in the day. You know, because what, what, what happens when we say we don't have enough time, we, we wait till the end of the day to try to squeeze God in. But if you get up in the morning and you make that commonplace that when you start your day, so you've given God his time. And he'll help you rearrange some things throughout the course of the day. But when you try to squeeze him in, you're not going to have enough time. Mm-hmm. And so before you know it, the daily cares will have you drifting away. Just drifting. And before you know it, as we said before, you've drifted out too far. But if you make it commonplace in the morning, I always try to get up in the morning, and I'm sometimes I'm just sitting there with my, before I put my scrubs and stuff on, I'm just reading daily devotion to get my mind set. And believe it or not, that will put your whole day, church, into perspective. Sometimes you could be going through some things, and when I hit that daily devotion, it's just what I need. And I'm smiling all the way to work, going, how did God know I needed it? How did God know I needed to hear that this morning? But make time for God throughout your day, church. And that will keep you, keep you from, from drifting. Because, see, the key to not drifting is us where it says, now, give more earnest heed. And see, when we read some things sometimes, <clears throat> we don't really take time to, to, to look at what each word means here. Now, it says, give more earnest heed. So because, you know, the Bible says when you, when you know better, we should do better. When we've given more, more is to be expected. Now, he has given us the word of his son. So since we have that, we ought to do better. We ought to give more earnest heeding to what we've heard. More earnest means that I'm going to concentrate on that thing. I'm going to put forth a constant effort to do what the word of God tells me to do. I need to be diligent. Diligent means I'm I'm never going to take a long break. I've always got to be constantly, think about you being in the jungle. Somebody's after you. They're eyeing you for the next meal. You can't afford to lay down and take a nap. I like to hear people say they woke up dead. (laughs) That's what will happen if you don't give more earnest heed. To what's going on, church. We got to be diligent. See, the thing about this is there's no such thing as a half-hearted Christian. We try. Think about if you, if you woke up this morning and only half of your heart was working. I'm going to let that sink in because we have some people that want to try to serve God half-heartedly. When he says with all, with all, not with half. And because of of what we have, 
in what Christ is saying to us, church, we ought to look at it as being more valuable or take more heed to what was said through the prophets and through the angels because of who he is. But now we need to also give heed, church, to the things that we have heard. And the Bible says one of the ways that we do this is we need to be more like the Bereans. When they heard something, they listened. And then what they did was they went back and they searched that thing. No, we, 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 we hear you, but that's not what it says. Right here. See, sometimes we take for granted mm -hmm. what comes out of here. What comes down from this pulpit needs to also be, be searched. That's why I'm trying now to let you know, hey, next couple of weeks we're in Hebrews. You need to read Hebrews. So when we get there, you're not trying to flip and trying to figure out what we're talking about. You know what we're going to discuss is spiritual maturity. And now what the Bible is saying here is if the Bereans put that forth of an effort from the prophets and from the angels, and we have the word of God given through his son, mm -hmm. then we need to search a little bit more diligently. We need to listen more earnestly than what they did. And we can't just take stuff for granted. We need to be searching, church. And that's what it's saying. And if we don't do that, when it says, how can we expect to escape? We can't. We're not going to be able to escape because he's going to hold us accountable, church. So in closing this morning, are you given the more earnest heed to what you've heard? You sit here every Lord's Day. You listen to a message. Do you take it to heart? Do you try to consume it and break it down, understand it, and apply it to your everyday lives? Or do you just put it in this hand and when you walk outside, you just, oh, I'll get some more next week. Once you understand it, you need to be able to apply it. And when it comes to this salvation, church, another year has passed. How did you do? Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of a new year. What will you do? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be more earnest with the things that you hear? Because, see, this salvation is real. Amen. And it's a great salvation. He looked at all the benefits. So we need to make sure that we don't reject it. We don't actively fight against it. Because it is the only lifeline, really, that we have, church, into making heaven mm -hmm. our home. And that's the just reward that they're talking about here. So let's make sure that, 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 that we don't step into that boat of drifting that we drop anchor in the word and we stay steadfast.
Because if we don't, we've already read in Hebrews 10, 28 and 29, that there is a serious consequence mm -hmm. to you not doing that. So in closing, examine yourself where the invitation is given and examine yourself based upon the word of God. Because see, if you are not a member of the body of Christ, then you're already in a condition that's lost. Amen. It's not that you have drifted away. You've never gotten there. And so I want to make sure that, that you get there. And then if you drift away, then that's on you. But at least by you obeying God's plan of salvation, he'll get you to where you need to be. And then that decision will be yours. But the Revelation writer says, now that decision, you need to keep working and you need to do the best you can do until the end of your life. But God's plan of salvation says you simply have to hear the word of God. Believe what it is you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for the remission of those sins. And then once again, church, live faithful unto death. If you're here this morning, and you're in need of prayer for yourself, friend or family member, it makes no difference. Prayer can change it all. We're going to ask you to stand and come. And if you would like to put Christ on in the watery grave of baptism this morning, there's no greater day than today because today is the day of salvation. So will you come and will you respond as you see fit? <clears throat> Do we have one this morning? <clears throat> Might there be another this morning? Seeking to rise no more, but the master of the <coughs> sea be another this morning. heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. Could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Let me. Will you come, please? Love lifted me. When if you have examined yourself and you feel comfortable, love you may be seated. But it's not too late, church. All my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling. Every since presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my soul's best songs. Faithful, loving service to, to him belongs. It's not too late. Love lifted be this me. Love lifted me. When 
nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. It's still not too late, church. completely saves he will lift you by his love out of the angry waves he's the master of the sea billows his will obey he your savior wants to be be saved today Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when could help love lifted me well thank you for listening this morning church and leave you with this if those things <clears throat> that used to drive you to come here give you pleasure when you got here no longer give you that same pleasure then maybe you're drifting what you need to do is if you find yourself drifting, is just ask God to help you come back and drop anchor where you need to be. Thank you for listening, church. Once again, let's church say amen. amen. I want to thank Brother Spavin for another wonderful message. We We need that, folks. We need to know where we're going to drop anchor at. <laughs> you, you can drop anchor in a whole lot of places, but that don't mean that you're in the right place. <laughs> we got to drop anchor in the place of Christ and the place of God so that we can truly have safety. And, and it's not just a matter of y'all just, just being in the boat. We got to put forth that effort to truly do what he would have us to do. There's many folk that are doing that, but there's some that's not. Let's all get on the same page, y'all. Let's make heaven our home. Nothing more important than getting to the throne. Let's just get there, y'all. Because if we can get there, everything else is going to be all right. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their Calling an election sure. Sister Sunny Easley is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church that she can have some great health and that her health would be better. Amen. Brother Michael Cato is coming, stating that he is seeing 
and he is asking for the prayers of the church. Brother John Phillips is coming. He is asking for the prayers of the church for uh, strength and for patience. Um, who Who is this? Connie, Phillips. Connie Phillips. She's in, in hospice at this time, so let us continue to pray for her as well. And also, Sister Kristen McLean is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church. She says that uh, she has sinned, and she is uh, wanting to the prayers to be able to have the true discernment not to cause someone else uh, to stumble. And, you know, we need to all have that. It's not just a matter of watching out for the other fellow. We need to watch out for ourselves sometimes <laughs> so that we don't cause somebody else to stumble. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful that, that you have allowed us to be able to come here and hear another portion of thy word. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you will continue to bless thy servant, bless him and his family. Strengthen him, Heavenly Father, that he can continue to bring messages that would help us out throughout the path of life. Amen. Father, we come mindful of these that have come to make their requests known. We ask that you would please bless those that have asked for forgiveness of sins. Please forgive them and forgive us all, Heavenly Father, for we all have come short of thy glory. Amen. Help us, Heavenly Father, through a study and practice of thy word that you would help us to do better in the future than we have in the past. Father, we ask that you would please bless those that are struggling with health issues. We ask that you would please grant them that they may have a, a greater uh, uh, portion of health, if it be thy will. Amen. Father, we ask that you would please help us all, Heavenly Father, to make the right decisions and the right discernments that we do not cause others to stumble. Amen. And Father, we just ask that you would just continue to be with all of us and bless us, Father, and give us the things in which you see we stand in need of. Father, at this time, we also come thanking thee for the first woman that you have ever made that you took out of man, so that from that time forward, every man would come out of a woman. Father, we just simply thank you for all mothers, and we ask that you would continue to bless them and strengthen them as well. Thank you for all the sacrifices that they do in order to help protect and take care of their families. Continue to be with us all, Heavenly Father, as you protect us all. And thank you for all that you've done for us. We ask that you would continue to bless those that are behind prison walls and even those in mental institutions. Father, bless those that are looking for places to stay. We ask that you would please grant them those things in which you see this stand in need of. Most of all, we thank you for thy son and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Continue to guide us and be with us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. They called him Jesus. He came to forgive he lived and died 
to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he holds the Because he lives. I would like to say um, that song up there is actually wrong. I meant to put 71, not 72. But for the offering, we will all notice page 71. That is page 71. Blessed Assurance. <coughs> found let us all sing blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine heir of salvation purchase of god born of his spirit washed in his blood this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long perfect submission perfect delight visions of rapture now burst on my sight angels descending bring from above Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long.
Let's give thanks for the offering. Our most gracious Father, we approach your throne of grace at this time. I want to thank you for the blessings that you have allowed us to have. And Father, we thank you again for putting on our hearts that, that we give back to you cheerfully and not grudgingly. And Father, please bless us as we try to use these funds to help broaden your son's kingdom. This we pray in your son Jesus' name. Let us all say, Amen. I want to call your attention to Matthew chapter 26, beginning at verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and, and, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood in the New Testament which I shed for many for the remission of sins. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this bread and this fruit of the vine, the bread which symbolizes your son's broken body, and the fruit of the vine which symbolizes his shed blood. Father, please cleanse us and bless this as we take it in, in remembrance of your son. This we pray in his name, Jesus Christ. Let us all say, Amen. Amen. We may now take of the bread. Now the fruit of the vine. And this concludes the part of the worship service. As we're bringing the service to a close, let us all notice page 378. That is page 378. Just a few more days. We will be singing the first and the second verse of page 378. Let us all stand and sing. Just a few more days to be filled with praise and to tell the old, old story. Then when twilight falls and my Savior calls, I shall go to him in glory. I'll exchange my cross for a starry crown. Where the gates swing outward never At his feet I'll lay every burden down And with Jesus reign forever
Just a few more years with their toil and tears, and the journey will be ended. Then I'll be with him where the tide of time with eternity is blended. I'll exchange my cross for a starry crown where the gates swing outward never. At his feet I'll lay every burden down and with Jesus reign forever. Let us pray together, church. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege to be able to worship in spirit and truth today. We're thankful, Heavenly Father, for the blessing of our mothers. We also thank you so much for them truly being a blessing to us. And Heavenly Father, we hope and pray that you will continue to shower blessings upon each and every one of them. Heavenly Father, we also ask that you be with those who are worshiping at home. We ask that you continue to be with them and their families. We also ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to be with the one who brought us the message, who broke unto us the bread of life today. And we hope, Heavenly Father, you'll continue to bless him and his family. We pray, Heavenly Father, as we're about to leave this place, that we will continue to meditate upon the things that we've heard today. And we pray, Lord, that it will continue to help us to grow and to mature to be the Christians that you would truly have us to be. Continue to bless each and every one of us. Keep your long arms of love and protection around us until we come back at the next appointed time, if it's your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.